Hey guys, before we get started on what might be the saddest episode of The Rebuild ever, I want to tell you about something not so sad, Indochino. Um, I just got married and I bought an Indochino suit for my wedding and I looked great. It fit perfectly and I felt like I was wearing a suit for the first time. Gates, didn't I look fantastic? You look, your wife was mad because all eyes were on you. You look that's so it. good. That's it. That's the... That's the blessing and the curse. Uh, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurement for a great fit. RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped, featuring limited edition fabrics and jackets, linings. RJ helped pick out and design. Indochino's process is simple. You choose your fabric, you pick your customizable suit, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. I went in uh, to a store and they were super nice and made me feel uh, like a super fancy baby boy. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire. That's one word, blue wire, at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. Incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Okay, on to the saddest podcast you've ever heard. Blue Wire. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. He throws end zone, touchdown! It's Higgins! What a beautiful throw by the Baker! 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Shabba Hub! Hello and welcome to the rebuild. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I am Peter Moses. Um... You know, I haven't recorded for the last couple weeks because, um, well, I'm, you know, I'm just buried, my head's buried down to Blue Wire HQ, and we're just really just holding this feed for Jordan Zerm. I'm still not Jordan Zerm. And on this Friday, I thought I would really, I needed, I needed to really kind of talk to someone I trusted and really felt comfortable with. So on the line with me is Gates Merriman. He is an uh, anesthesiologist and one of my best friends from Cleveland, Ohio, and, uh, we um we talk about the brands all the time. I would call you the uh, I would call you like the Jacko to my Bill Simmons. Maybe is that is that a fair? Uh... Yeah, that sounds just about right. We're uh, yeah, except no one really generally listens to us all that much. Yeah, no, yeah, I would say we're yeah. You're the Jacko to my Bill Simmons for no one listening to anyone. That's it that's is nice. I'm I'm so honored to be on a podcast that's going to be listened to by an audience that extends beyond just our dads. And, and and your wife sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Though she has never expressed any enjoyment. At that I mean, podcast, why should she? Our podcasts are, are are fucking miserable. Yeah, and this one promises to be just as bad in terms of just the just brutal subject matter. Yeah, I think you know. I want to say something right off the bat, um, as I already let one uh, f bomb slip past the goalie. If you're not comfortable with swearing and um, maybe some adults. Uh, perspectives. Maybe this is not the podcast episode for you. It's definitely um, not the the team for you. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if you enjoy the Browns and don't swear, like, who are you? <laughs> Do you just, like, meditate constantly? Like, what is your, what is your vibe? Yeah, the, the two are pretty inextricable. So, oh. yeah, we're, we'll probably get it. Uh, I don't know. There's going to be some Fs, some Ss, some Ds. Yeah. Some tears. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. We are at our – I think we are uh, at our best when this team is at its worst. And, you know, Gates, between, I, between you and I, we've had a little bit of a saying that I think we should share – with this audience for anyone who is sad enough to want to listen to this for some comfort. And that is that the Browns have a a slogan in our mind. And that is hashtag. There is no bottom. There is no bottom. My friend, there is no bottom to the sadness and the pain that this team will make you feel. And every year they will find a new way to make you feel worse than you ever possibly could have imagined. And um, a quick reminder, this is a victory Friday that we're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what you get after we beat our division rivals. This is where we're For at. the first oh. time in five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is the tone that you strike. And that's kind of the amazing thing about the Cleveland Browns. And you and I are, before anyone gets mad at us, we are the, as big of fans as you can get. We love this team. Definitely to a fault. Our emotional investment is incredibly high, but what they can do to you and the creative ways they find to do it is it's astounding. And that, that shows here that we're just, just gutted after a victory here. They're kind of like the Leonardo da Vinci of finding amazing, inventing incredible, beautiful ways to rip your heart out of your chest and then stomp on it while you slowly fade away. Exactly. So eight seconds on the clock. The Browns have, have tried all night to ruin my evening. They <laughs> almost gave the game away in the third quarter. They've been as sloppy as they've ever been. But it, unbelievably. Up until, up until that point, the best text I got from the evening was from you being like, great catch by unknown first name Carlson. <laughs> yeah, the, guy, the guy who I'm pretty sure just like showed up to the Muni lot dressed in the full <laughs> uniform and then wandered out of the field at the exact right moment. But what hands? My goodness. Seriously, OBJ and should, uh, should take some lessons. Dude. Yeah, really. So everything's, you know, despite our every effort to bungle the game away, we are about to win with eight seconds left. You got to, at that point, call on your former number one draft pick, Miles Garrett, to really bring home what we could not do for the rest of the game, which is humiliate the entire city and franchise. Oh, yeah. Baby, this is... Cleveland Browns straight into your veins, America. This is what we deal with for the last 20 years. Yeah. And it's unbelievably getting worse every single time. We have been hit over the head with the helmet of incompetence. And now we're bleeding from the ears. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I I mean, people who got lucky that this happened are Demarius Randall. Yeah, uh, trying to <laughs> deca- decapitate uh, someone for. I mean, I know that that happened and it was dirty, but at least his reaction was like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh shit." Um, <laughs> also, Larry Ogunjobi, who uh, shouts to him defending his boy while Pouncey's kicking Miles Garrett in the head. He did just give that maga loving Tommy Laren obsessed Mason Rudolph a nice little jolt there. So big ups to you. 
his his explanation was pretty funny that he's like, I'm not just going to let you kick my quarterback, but just kind of Mason Rudolph was just sort of standing there at that point. He wasn't really doing the kicking. Um, but I, Larry Ogunjobi seems like he just kind of didn't necessarily know what had just happened and came in and was, you know, defending his boys. I, I kind of get that part. I guess we are uh, beating around the proverbial bush here because moments before we started to record, uh, Miles Garrett is suspended we don't really know for how long. It's really indefinitely. Yeah, it's like the, a, it's uh, like a Josh Gordon indefinitely. I think it'll probably be the rest of the year. I think I think so too. I think he has like if anyone is going to be reinstated next year who has like the character and like the can shown the consistent character of like being a decent person. You know, it's not like he drop kicked a woman, uh, defenseless woman on camera like our other <laughs> no, favorite no, Brown. No. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, shouts to Kareem Hunt for being like the most well-behaved Brown on the field. God. Oh my God. That's where we're at, folks. 2019 Browns get hyped. Um, Yeah, so he's out indefinitely. I I have a feeling that NFL um, was just kind of like had their toe in the water of Twitter all morning. It was just like, okay, people are going to freak out at us if we give him just six games or basically anything with a number on it. So they said indefinitely so they wouldn't get another controversy about, you know, them being soft on the islands. Big um, ups to the NFL though for suspending him for the playoffs too. That's really yeah, hey, thanks, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> they were like giggling as they said that. Like, oh, yeah. Plus you're gonna have to miss the playoffs, Miles. Gonna <laughs> wanna miss the playoffs. Oh, Every man. Cleveland Brown has been ineligible for the playoffs for the last 17 years. <laughs> oh, my God. He should be so lucky. You can leave that part out, league office. Thank you, though. That was a little bit of a twist in the knife there, guys. I know, I this, know. Is, I know this is serious, and I know that Miles Garrett screwed up. And listen, we have to live and die with our team, and mostly we just die. Yeah, almost always. Mostly we just, we just die. And then we die some more. And then just, it's like instead of Lucy holding the football with Charlie Brown, it's like Charlie's about to kick the football. And instead she stands up and just stabs him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) But we keep coming back no matter how many. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know what? That just punctured my cheek. I'm fine. Let's try this again. Let's run this back. I think I've got it this time. It is terrible. And yeah, I, I don't think either of us are going to try to defend Miles Garrett. Like the, the takes on Twitter that Mason Rudolph like started it, like maybe he pulled at his helmet a bit, but like Miles Garrett literally could, he, he's very lucky that he didn't connect like another part of the helmet with another part of Rudolph's head. Cause you, I'm saying this, as you said, I, I, am, I am a doctor. He could have literally killed him. It's yeah, not like thanks. a hyperbolic thing to say. Literally could have killed him. So yeah, no. Let's uh, actually let's talk about that. You are, uh, as we've mentioned before, and probably will again. You are an actual doctor. Yep. The uh, the wilderment of everyone who's ever met you. Yeah. No, um, and, it's, and, it's and probably stunning. to yourself a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what I what happened. It's been just an interesting couple of years. But here I am. <laughs> you blacked out, and now you're a resident <laughs> yeah, at a hospital a in Chicago. Degree. That's right. <laughs> uh, really productive blackout, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was some blunt force trauma to the dome. Is there anything from a medical perspective that you could explain, just like our sadness aside, how dangerous that was compared to what they face on the field otherwise? Yeah, I mean, just like 
if you get that helmet, particularly on the side of Mason Rudolph's head, like it's not hard to start bleeding from the brain when you get hit that hard. Um, and once you're bleeding in the Jesus. brain, a lot of shit can go wrong. Yeah. Oh like, my God. I'm so upset that I asked you to talk about I, this. This I is know. worse. I know. Oh, no. It, it could have been really, really bad. And like, yeah, these guys are like big and tough, but that doesn't really play into like, there's not a lot of muscle around your skull. You know what I mean? So if, if that had connected in the wrong spot and like, luckily he kind of got the bottom part of the helmet, like almost in the, the cushion part. Of, yeah. He almost just put the helmet back on his head basically but <laughs> well that would have been um, adorable <laughs> everyone would have just stopped but yeah like i mean it, it's not a stretch to say that he he could have just caused like a catastrophic injury um if not literally killed him so you know it, it was a horrible thing and, and like Man. nothing i i think that miles people Garrett go to jail made... for the rest of their lives for a mistake like that i, Man. I know yeah exactly I, went, I know someone who we grew up with who punched someone at a fraternity and that person they got punched the wrong way and that person spent years in jail right yeah like like these things can go really wrong and i do think there's something to be said for it, it was just like a moment of horrible decision i think some of the twitter reaction where um where like jail seems to be the goal like adam schefter has really been as shouts to doug smith for saying this like just out for blood on twitter you know in terms of calling this assault and, and just bringing up um sort of arguments leading towards i guess like prosecution of miles garrett i think that's a little extreme in this case but um there's no doubt that it the, the stakes when you swing a helmet like that are like incredibly high and, and he got lucky and my reason rudolph really got lucky yeah, it's uh, it's a disaster. This is um, such a disaster. Yeah, so like like I said, there's no no defending kind of what happened. We can we can cut some of this. We kind of just flagged, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it was a disaster just in terms of um, the actual action itself. It's a disaster in terms of just taking all the fun out of beating the Steelers. I didn't realize we beat the Steelers and the Ravens for the first time in the same season ever. Cause the Ravens haven't been around that long. That's incredible. Enjoy it at all. Thursday no. night home crowd. Literally. Like I woke up anxious as hell this morning about my, our stupid football team. Yeah. They really don't deserve our, our, they don't deserve anything from us. They don't deserve no. anything from this fan base who just goes back and serves up the Haslam's with just jerseys and mm -hmm. tickets and love. And I mean, as you said before, I don't even think that was necessarily a good win. It didn't feel good at all. There's no, like our, our offense just feels like they're constantly like trudging through quicksand I every time they're yeah. up there. It's um, there's, there's sort of like the narrative right now that like, I guess it's actually what I was just saying. I'm a part of it. That like we ruined a good win, but no, it, it wasn't all that great of a win. We we came out hot and then we completely stalled. The defense kept giving us our offense chances to just put the game away. And we didn't do it at all um, until kind of the fourth quarter when like Mason Rudolph was just unwilling to do anything productive and half the receivers were hurt. So like, we finally did it. But it's not like that was like a, a dominant win. And the Bills win certainly wasn't a dominant win. So apart from all the Miles Garrett nonsense, we don't have that much to be thrilled about. Well, the good news is now is the time for Gennard Avery to really step in and show us what he's got. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we got to get that guy more involved. It's, it almost yeah. feels like he's not a member of the football team. I know. It's like, how can we, like, what can we, like, trade to get him back? <laughs> can we say backsies on that? That would be really nice. Yeah. What do we give a, we got a fifth round pick for, right? So maybe we could just give it, like, a third round pick as a, uh, a mea culpa. Uh, uh, well, at least, you know, John Dorsey's arrogance hasn't really, you know, affected our team at all. Because that would be problematic. Same with Freddie Kitchens. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what to say about, like, just what a waste of talent we've, we've managed to put on the field this season. Or, I guess, waste the talent that is on the field this season. We, we can't seem to do anything with OBJ, which, like, defies explanation. Um, we have literally, definitely the best team that we've ever had. And we just – we suck, man. Yeah. Yeah, we suck. You know what doesn't suck, though, Gates? What's that? Harry's, Harry's, Harry's razors. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years, Gates. And you know what the secret to a great shave is? Harry's razors. Yeah, it's Harry's. That's end of ad read? No, (laughs) dude. Harry's Harry's is is pulling it back to the old dudes. They don't overcharge or add gimmicky features to their razors, all right? I, I have a full beard. But I actually use Harry's to shave my neck because it's not going to shave itself. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Harry's is a return to the essential. They're quality, durable blades at a fair price. They're just two bucks a blade. They cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. Yeah, for a century. Going to move past that, which means that you get an incredibly high-quality blade at a factory direct price. Blades, blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. And there's no risk to you for trying them out. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners to this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a trial blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash blue wire to start shaving today. This show is also brought to you, Gates, by Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, okay? Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves for by saying something like, I've lost my mojo, um, or I had a long day of work. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor, just like you, Gates, who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started simply by just going to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete your online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle. Now there's Roman. Complete online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to roman.com slash blue wire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash blue wire for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash blue wire. Gates, 
We're done with the ad reads, unfortunately. It was a nice little respite to actually not be talking about the Browns. There yeah, that was second. great. That was the first time where I haven't been dwelling on just our, our absolute incompetence all day. If I could grow facial hair, I would go get Harry's right now. <laughs> Maybe you should just get Harry's and start shaving preemptively. Maybe that'll actually yes, grow in. stimulate the growth a little bit. That's, that's not a bad idea. Um, where, where does this leave us, Peter? So... There was this hope, right, that we could run the table, which was always a little far-fetched. I mean, Probably, we're, two, we're two games into running the table. It's true. Um, we're four and, and six right now. It's, it's a good thing when you lose your best defensive player to an attempted murder, right? Oh, my God. And your second best offen- defensive lineman for just one game. That shouldn't be too much of a problem. It's the Dolphins. So, Lord knows we could lose to the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins have won two in a row also. Yeah, just like us. Just like yeah. the Dolphins. The Dolphins and the Browns, the two longest winning streaks in the AFC right now. Is that true? Oh, yeah, baby. Wow. Go us. Yeah, I guess we, we snapped the Steelers winning streak. Um, so so I, don't think in the, I don't think the Dolphins game should be too affected. It's going to be fascinating that we play the Steelers again in two weeks in Pittsburgh. I can't believe we play the Steelers again in two weeks. I almost I don't, want the, I don't, I don't want the teams to play. I don't really either. It's going to get, I mean, I guess there's at least maybe some hope that this was like such a nasty situation and like so kind of out of the ordinary that maybe it won't play too much into it. It's not like it was just a chippy game. And these two teams hate each other. It's just one guy going pretty rogue, but maybe well, I'm being. The good news is the guy that started, started it isn't in a position where it's the other team's job to try to take his head off legally in Right. the course of the game that would be that would be problematic you know? it's like the guy who incited the entire incident in the next game it was the other team's job to try to just take his head off but like legally for like our entertainment because if that was the case i don't know what we would do man that would be that would be horrifying so you're saying it might get a little a little nasty I, I, or are you just saying that football itself is a bit nasty this is the thing with the Browns, man. Every year in November, no matter what's going on, they force us to question why we care about anything in the world. Yeah. Every, everyone else gets to watch a football team and, like, live or die with them, and they go have ups and downs. And even, you know, obviously, if you're the Redskins, like, you know, you, you, you get it. But, like, everyone else, <laughs> the, you know, there's an ebb and a flow. Maybe you're good. Maybe you're bad. The yeah. Browns take it to a different level. There's a level like, of existential dread watching yes. the Browns that you don't get otherwise, I don't think. Questioning every decision that led you to this point in your life. Kind of and questioning like, whether there's like a cosmic bias against us because it does seem that we're able to, to you know, we lose when we win, when we do it in these fantastic ways. So I, I, We also lose like, when we lose, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and we do that all the time. I don't. It's, I don't know, yeah. like, what we're supposed to do. Um, we've held, we've stuck with this team for such a long time, and we're doing so in the hopes that one day it's all going to be worth it. Like the long suffering fan base. But like we said, there is no bottom. It seems to just get worse and worse the entire way that we go. So, um, I guess what I'm saying does... is, I don't think we're going to win out. <laughs> Oh, man, this is it's just also like to also be put in this position now too, where like we have to defend Miles Garrett. Yeah, with our fandom is also really dirty. It makes me feel awful. Like I don't like Mason Rudolph as a person or as a player. Yeah. Um, 
This actually like, puts I, the Steelers in a really interesting position because, like, they should probably bench Mason Rudolph, but can you bench the guy that was just like no. we just tried to kill? He he played horribly. The worst thing I mean, for them is that he, like, inje- endears himself to the team. Um, also, another thing that's really sad is before this happened, I had this thought of, like, oh, this is what it must have felt like to be the Steelers playing us for the last 20 years, where even if you don't play well, you just know the other team's quarterback sucks. It doesn't make a difference. Like, yeah, you'll just, like, stumble your way to 20 points, and, like, you just know, even if you're playing okay, like, he just, like, sucks. He just fucking sucks. Yeah, there was, there was a, a 0% chance of him pulling that game out. Like, once we got ahead, you didn't really have to worry all that much, even though, like like I said, we tried to give them the game and they couldn't take it. And that's that's what the Browns did for so many years against the Steelers. It was like, how many opportunities can you blow? So it was fun to have the shoe on the other foot for a bit. And, and then we just, like, ruined it. And now we have this gross taste in our mouths. Yeah, the taste of assault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am glad that they just kind of wrapped like, like, so we're recording this. Um, it's a little before noon central time on Friday after the game. I'm glad the NFL just came out. Like he's suspended. They're done with it. We can, I guess, kind of move forward. Um, yeah. And that it wasn't smart. lingering throughout the whole weekend. We, we could use a new storyline coming up. Like, like we need Cooper cup or somebody to rob a liquor store. <laughs> So that we can just stop hearing about this. We need the news cycle to move on. Um, Cooper but, Cup um, takes the mayor of Los Angeles hostage. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we need that sort of distraction right now because um, this is just going to be like a, a slow news day today. The whole, all the, the NFL shows on Sunday are just going to kind of lead with this. It's just going to be gross. And we have to feel, we as Cleveland fans have plenty of reasons to feel bad about our football team we don't need more we definitely don't need the national media like piling onto our team and it's justified in this case but like jesus sure Christ. don't like we've we've been through enough guys well uh that's not going to stop everyone from thinking about this every time they think about the browns forever now i know forever. i know there's going to be um I mean, Miles Garrett, like, is never going to be able to do anything again without this being mentioned. I bet if it gets mentioned in every game he plays for the rest of his career. Probably should. Probably should. It was pretty bad. It um, was really bad. The, uh, yeah, the, the, the fact that we need, like, extra stench on the Browns. Like, we were already <laughs> going to have people giving us comments about how we went 0-16 and 1-31 and for the rest of our lives. Now we have like a helmet swinging maniac to account for as well. It's tough Who being was... us is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. How, Oh, by the way, I wanted to check in with you. How is your uh, bet that you placed going for miles Garrett being the defensive player of the year? You oh, think, what do you think the athlete, the that's good? With $50 that I can't afford to spend. Um, yeah. It's going pretty good. 13 to one odds. Pretty jazzed about that. When I locked cool. it in. Um, Do you think your wife's excited that you didn't spend that on diapers for your baby? So, see, here's what I did. I went ahead and, and spent the expected winnings already on credit. <laughs> because when you place a sure bet, there's no point in waiting. Money in your pocket now is better than money in your pocket later. It's basic economics. I don't need Can to I tell you to. A, a, about the, the sickness that I had to? It took everything, every fiber of my being for the last, for like, between like, March and August, not to bet on both on all of Baker winning MVP, Browns winning the AFC North, and the Browns winning the AFC. 
like, get it, what? man. We what were kind all of there. deranged psychopath or am I? Go What's back to just me? any media coverage of our team, like local people calling in. We were all drinking the Kool-Aid and we should have known better. I don't know why this year we thought it was going to be any different. I guess the talent was like theoretically there, but that should have just been a better cue that we were going to completely blow it. And that's exactly what's happening. Oh, you um, actually, it sounds like I've hit on an interesting strategy recently of um, maybe you don't want this said publicly, but betting against the Browns as an emotional hedge. Oh, well that backfired this week. (laughs) So that's over. I thought I found a cheat code. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll drop a little bit of money. Like, and if they win, I feel like I've contributed to the win and I'm happy to whisk that money away to someone else. And if they lose, then, you know, then I'll, a little uh, cash in your pocket. A little cash in your pocket. Yeah. Hmm. And yet we won and it was one of the worst wins possible. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to do anymore, man. How are they going to like, I mean, you feel whatever you want about Freddie Kitchens. Like, he doesn't deserve this. No. And I know he's the worst at play calling and coaching. Isn't there he part, part of this, though, that it's like, dude, the game is in the bag. Why are our players still, like, tackling the quarterback after the ball is out of his hands in the first? Like, why are we, why are we pushing the envelope at that point? Is that a bit of a discipline thing, or am I, am I kind of being unfair with that? Because we definitely don't have discipline. We're by far um, the most. No, I mean the whole the whole the whole time we haven't had discipline. We've had so many so many personal foul calls and like or unnecessary roughness calls or unsportsmanlike. This feels like this is a culmination. You don't see a Bill Belichick team doing this, and I understand. I have been Freddie sympathizer number one. Like you, we like you have to give him like fair time, but also whatever culture has been created in the last year is culminated in this. So at some point, someone is responsible. You know, if you're the head of a company and you have a warehouse and your warehouse catches on fire, it's kind of your responsibility, even if you were not there is that a bad analogy? I don't know. Here, here, like, I'll give you a better analogy. If you have, if you're the head of a company and your company starts giving discounts on fuel, but then you don't honor those discounts, <laughs> then isn't it still kind of your fault? Not if you are, um, you know, Tennessee royalty and can just pay billions of dollars to just, you know, not go to jail. This whole thing, we are these family-owned trucking companies. And we've all bought the discounted gas and we're all waiting for that check in the mail right now. And guess what, folks? It's never going to fucking come. Ooh, ain't that the truth. It always starts with the guy up top, I guess. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's bad. And, and Freddie, it's damning that, I mean, from training camp, he was saying, like, we don't practice penalties. And he was kind of smug about it and he's having people run gassers and stuff. It's like if if being disciplined is part of your foundational philosophy and you can't do it, it means that you're not a particularly good coach. It's one thing if he's like, Hey, you know, we'll take some penalties to play our aggressive style of defense, but that like, isn't really what he's been preaching. He's been preaching discipline and we have not only not well-disciplined, we're the worst disciplined team. We're the worst at it. (laughs) Yeah. It would be one thing if they were like, at least. Okay. Like, 
yeah, if they were like middle of the road and frustrating, but being the statistical worst is, um, is, is tough stuff. A bad look for our guys. So, um, I don't know, Pete, what do you think? Or, or do we stick with this team for the rest of the season? Like, I have such a bad taste in my mouth. I, I don't even want to think about watching any more Browns. The question is, like, will 10 days make you feel different? This is always what it is. This is the curse of the NFL is, like, it's just a week is just long enough to be like, ah. I mean, we've yeah. given up, though, on seasons before. And also, can we play Miami next week? That's the problem. At, we, we could win at, that. At home? Uh, I think we're at Miami. Thank God. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Maybe it would be better if, like, everyone was just not allowed into the stadium. I think it probably would be. I, I know this is not a popular thing, and I understand that the point is to go see football and enjoy it, but, like, my dad and brother went to that game last night, and that's a scar that they're going to carry with them till the day that they die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not fair to them. Yeah, I know. They spent like, good money – to have to suffer through that. And at the end of the day, as you said, this falls on ownership. What a, what a fucking embarrassment. Yeah. You are an embarrassment and you embarrass us in our association with you. Exactly. You just completely humiliated us and betrayed all that, you know, that we put into this team. It's, it makes you sick. I mean, at some point, I guess it falls to us as well because like we should know better at this point. Um, Here's the thing, Gates. If there's one thing I know, it's that we do not know better. <laughs> we definitely do not know better. We do if, not know better. If we knew better, we probably would have gotten off the bus, like, I don't know, 12 years ago, like early in the Romeo Cornell era. I'm going to tell you something. We're going to have a text conversation in February, for sure, where we're talking about how good it's looking that Miles Garrett is being reinstated for next year. Yep, yep. That is, that is you, could, you could set that in stone right now. 100%. This offseason will rejuvenate all of our hopes, maybe even to a higher level. We'll talk about how we, you know, we, we got a little in over our heads and, and too big for our britches, but now we can kind of settle out. Year three of Baker. There's, there's no chance I don't come into next season. We'll record some podcast talking about how great it's going to be. And of course, it'll all blow up in our faces, but this is, this is the NFL is so lucky that the Premier League is hard to get into. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I could figure out how soccer works, yeah. I would be on that train. Uh, I, I completely agree. But I do not get it at all. Are there le- Is there one league? Are there, does everyone have their own league, but they still play each other? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know what? We're so I'll keep watching the out. Cleveland Browns. It'll, we'll just keep watching the Browns. So we don't I'm, I'm sorry to your listeners that, that we've gone so negative here. I hope that Browns fans um, – I would hope I at hope least you'd be able to cord. laugh a little bit. You a know? little bit, yeah. Because if I mean, you can't laugh, we should all just walk into the ocean. Yeah, we. If if we can't laugh, the actual only thing for us to do is cry, and there's plenty to cry about. So oh. we we shouldn't take it too seriously because doing so is just a, a way to be hurt again and again. That being said, Listen. I couldn't sleep last night because of this, as though I was like facing punishment. I'm I'm an idiot. <laughs> um. We should all um, tell the people in our lives that we love them. We should all um, find something new to do that brings us joy. I personally have been cooking more, and I really, uh, I've really, and it's really made me feel good. Um, so I think I'm just going to cook um, 
and and just weep silently uh, until the beginning of the next uh, the next football season. I think that's a great idea, and by then you'll be you'll be fully on board again. Yeah, I mean, screw it. I'll probably be ready to go next Sunday. I know. Well, it's like a ten day thing, so we get the we get this weekend to process what happened, and then by early next week, we'll have talked ourselves into like, all right, well, season is technically still alive, and if we win that, yeah, oh, fuck, fuck, we oh, exactly we know how this is gonna go. We 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 know it's already happening. We're watching yeah. it happen right now. I know, I'm already Look what we're doing. I'm already like. I mean, that was bad, but like it wasn't so bad. <laughs> oh like, God, what uh, is wrong with us? I don't know. A lot. This team is our sickness, man. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right. Well, Gates, um, is uh, where can people uh, find you if they want to learn more about your work? I guess it's at a hospital somewhere. Yeah, it's at a hospital. If you. Um, if you have diabetes and stop taking your medication, um, you could probably be admitted to our service. We get a lot of those uh, to kick it into the door. I'm sorry. That, that sounds, that sounds simple, but it, it happens quite a bit. Um, so that, see you there. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, in a, no. I'm in a dark mood, man. <laughs> no, man. That's funny. It's funny and sad and awful, just like the Browns. You know what I mean? Yep. We got to yep. laugh because exactly. what, what else are we going to do? Um, all right, buddy. This has been great. Uh, check, uh, check out the rebuild. Check out Jordan Zerm. I'm at Danger Moses. Um, guys, hang in there. Hashtag, there is no bottom. This is the sadness pit that never ends. Um, don't defend Miles Garrett too much and yeah, yeah. Fine. You don't need to just be a defender of Miles Garrett. It's okay to say he acted like an asshole, and you can still yeah. love the Browns. Those two Stay things can both happen. Media. Yeah, don't yeah. do it. Um, but hey, thanks TV. for having me on, man. This was um, fun's the wrong word, but uh, therapeutic. Listen, maybe I should send yeah, you a therapeutic check in the mail. Good. That's fine, guys. If you have anything that you want to say about Gates, leave the comments in the iTunes. I will read all of the comments. Um, I'm a little behind. I'll get back into it. I'm still not Jordan Zerm, guys, so I'm trying my best. Um, Gates, thanks for joining me, man. Of course, of course. Go Be Browns, well, I guess. Everybody. Yeah, go Browns. Yeah. Oh, gee, oh, yeah. Oh.